Welcome to the online sermons at King Street Church. Feel free to listen or watch online at kingstreetchurch.com. We're located at 162 East King Street in the heart of Chambersburg, PA, and would love to see you in person at one of our five Sunday services at 8.15, 9.45, or 11 a.m. We certainly hope you enjoy this morning's message. Woo! Happy New Year! Yes, it's a new year, 2018. Get fired up, church. It's awesome. I'm excited about this coming year. And I want to know, are you surviving this Arctic blast? That's what today is. Today is an Arctic blast. It's a blast, isn't it? It is a blast. But I'm going to tell you right now, just stick around for a few days, because on Thursday, it's supposed to be 53. I know it. And I think I know why. I think I know why. It's because of men like Jimmy Rice. Jimmy, where are you? Are you in the house right here, Jimmy? Where is Jimmy? Jimmy is out right now. Uh, He may not be outside. If you were ushed in by Jimmy, he had shorts on. And this is a man that's living in the future. He's not trapped by the present, you know? He's living into this coming week. 43 on Tuesday, 53 on Thursday. It is good. It's good to be together. I'm glad you're here today. Our theme this coming year, today I'm kind of rolling out on this first Sunday of the new year, our new theme. As uh, last year, our theme was transformation. As we looked at, uh, at the three core values of this church, uh, spiritually alive, relationally connected, missionally engaged, We'll, of course, continue to talk about those things, but this year we're going to dig deep into what does it mean to have life in the name of Jesus. Would you grab your Bible and turn with me to John chapter 20? John chapter 20, and I'm going to kind of introduce us today to the, uh, as I said, to the theme, but I want to start really with the verse or verses that this phrase, life in his name, comes out of. It is, uh, it's a foundational truth that we find in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. John, if you aren't familiar with uh, a lot of the history of the Bible, John wrote five books in the New Testament. John wrote the Gospel of John. He wrote the book of Revelation, the last book of uh, the New Testament. And then he wrote three letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. We call them epistles. So John penned these three books, or I'm sorry, five books. John was really, if we can kind of narrow it down or boil it down, he was Jesus' best friend. Uh, He calls himself, even in his own gospel, the one that Jesus loved or the beloved. They were tight. They were really tight. In fact, from the cross... Jesus basically gave John power of attorney for Mary, his mother, because we suspect that by that point Joseph had died, and so John cared for Mary into her old age. They were just really tight, and John outlived the other apostles by a good many years. Church history tells us that the other apostles probably all died by the 70s A.D., Jesus was born in zero, and the cross was at 30. You know, he rose up into heaven. The, most of the apostles lived another 30, 40 years. But John lived up into his 90s, history tells us. 
And he got to the end of his life, and he knew that Matthew, Mark, and Luke had already been written and were, in fact, already being circulated pretty widely. People were passing and copying these copies of these other three writings, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But John decided to pen a fourth gospel, this story, this good news of the life of Christ. But what's unique about John, as we'll see this coming year, we're going to spend the whole year digging into John. What we're going to see is that he focused on some stories that aren't found at all in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He took a completely kind of different look at the life of Christ. And he tells us in chapter 20, verse 30, why he did that. He said, Jesus, my bud, my best friend, performed many other signs in the presence of me and the other guys, which are not recorded in this book. So I, I, I really selected out some very carefully just a few stories to highlight a few certain things. But oh my goodness, if I were to tell you everything that Jesus did, all the books Jesus, uh, we find in the book of Revelation, says they couldn't contain all that Jesus did. But I chose these stories. These are written, look at verse 31. But these are written, in fact, I'll go ahead and put this verse on the screen. Uh, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. That is a powerful verse. <laughs> these things I have written to you that you would first of all, what? Believe. The, the, the gateway to unlocking the life that is ours, that Christ wants us to have, is to believe. We are a community of believers. People that believe that, what? That Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, we might have life in His name. I really want to spend this year exploring what, the, what that means. What does life mean? What does John mean when he says life? Because we all obviously, if we're sitting in this room or over in the sanctuary or listening online, we have physical life, but clearly John is talking to us about spiritual life, something deep inside of our heart. What does John mean by that? Another question, is it possible to enjoy life when my circumstances are so very hard? That's a good question. Can we experience life in the face of tragedy or struggle or suffering? Another question I want us to dig into this coming year is, why is it so important to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God? Why? Why is that so vital and so important? Another question is, what do I need to do? How do I find life? What steps do I take? And that's where I wanted to begin today. Kind of kick off this year-long journey of life in His name. What is the path to life? How do I find life? And to start getting at that question, this question, I want to give an example of someone in my life. I've talked to you uh, if you've been around this past year, you've heard me talk about my great-nephew, Ethan. 
Little Ethan turns two here in a, another couple of months, and that's his mom, Christy. Christy's my niece. They live down in Charlotte. And uh, I've asked you this last year to, to really be praying for Ethan. When our family was down visiting her sister and other relatives in Charlotte, we stopped in on Brian and Christy this last March. And Ethan that weekend, the, the day we were there, it was a Friday, he wasn't feeling good at all. In fact, he hasn't felt well since he was born almost two years ago. Not well at all. But that weekend, or that, I'm sorry, that Friday, he was particularly not feeling well, just really cranky and, and upset, and they were starting to go to the doctor to try to figure things out, and just a few days later, middle of the next week, Brian was changing Ethan's diaper, noticed a lump in his abdomen, they went in and got it checked out, turns out, we found out that Ethan has had cancer since before he was born, it's called neuroblastoma. It's basically a cancer that attacks your autoimmune system. It, the hard wiring of your body is just bad, and it develops cells that attack healthy cells. And, and uh, so he had these tumors in his body. And so it has been a, needless to say, a rough year for the Balcom family, Christy and Brian. And they've got two older kids, uh, Hudson and Michaela. But... Um, I want to talk to you or, or kind of share a post that Christy put up on New Year's Day. You can see it there, January 1, 9.31 a.m. Christy wrote this. She said, I, I, I think I've always loved New Year's because it's where traditions and the feeling of newness meet. I've always had a bit of a restless heart, desiring new adventure, while at the same time wanting the deep roots of relationship. I think this is why New Year's resonates with my heart. It's filled with both nostalgia and reflection, along with eager expectation and the beginning of something new. I've never quite thought of New Year's that way, but I, I love that, that it's this, you know, this blending of nostalgia and reflection and yet intermingled with what lies ahead, this eager anticipation of something new. Christy then said this, this year still has a, a little bit of that, but it's different. So as Christy's looking ahead to 2018, she's like, eh, things are really a, a little different. We take one day at a time at this point, sometimes stopping to dream of the bigger picture and often feeling overwhelmed. By the way, Ethan is halfway through kind of the third and final phase. He went through chemo and radiation and surgery, and they shrunk the tumors, removed them. Then he's been through more chemo, more radiation. He's now in a phase that is antibody is what they call it. It's really trying to reprogram the way his cells operate. And it's a five-month treatment, phase three, that I'm going to tell you right now is brutal. He'll go into the hospital for a week and, and he gets sick and it's this antibody and it's, it, it's just messing with him so deeply and fevers and nausea and he'll go home, try to recover and it's a five, that's, they're kind of in the middle of that right now, but hope, right? We have hope. But she says this, we're, we're taking it one day at a time, quite honestly, often feeling overwhelmed. Our past two years have held for us what no one would hope for 
on a January 1st. Disappointment, frustration, loss, cancer. Then Christie said this, but hope still remains. And I think most days it remains rooted more steadfastly than ever in our hearts. Our hope, and this is really what I want you to see, our hope is not in what might be in 2018. But thankfully, our hope is in who upheld us this entire past year and who will continue to sustain us and fill us with joy in each day of the year to come. And then she quotes Hebrews 6. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us. There's some things I really want us to see out of what Christy said right there. First of all, she said, my hope remains rooted more steadfastly than ever. This isn't just some heavy-duty theological sermon. This is a young mom, Christy, suffering through the cancer of her two-year-old son, saying, my hope remains rooted more steadfastly than ever. And she says this, not in what might be in 2018. You know what, guys? We don't know what's going to happen this year. We have no idea what's going to happen this year in our lives, in this community, in the world. But church, our hope is not in what happens this year. I'll add this. Christy didn't say it, but I'll add, nor how we might find it, but in who upheld us, she said, this entire past year. What Christy is talking about here is life in the name of Christ. She's talking about life that she and Brian experienced day in and day out, not by what or how, but who has upheld them every single day and who will continue to sustain us and fill us with joy in each day of the year to come. Oh my goodness, so often when we think about New Year's resolutions, we cross our fingers in hope of what might happen this year. So often we focus on the what. Christy said, no, no, that's not my hope. <laughs> because I don't know what's going to happen this year. I don't know what. It's not in the what. If our hope is in the what, then we are up and down every day, aren't we? How about the how? You know, so often when we think about New Year's resolutions, we can put our hope in the how. This is just a small little smidgen of self-help books, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Lean In, Secrets of Six-Figure Women, Getting Things Done. I'm not saying these are bad. There's help here for sure. We can improve our habits and our mentality, but that's not the question we ought to be asking. How? I'm going to challenge us today as we go in to the new year to change where that W is. And ask the question, who? And find our hope in the Lord. I want to give you a few verses that speak to this. Hebrews chapter 12 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, 
whoever wrote Hebrews, and we're not positive, he just finished in chapter 11 of Hebrews describing the great hall of faith, talking about Noah and Abraham and Moses and, and on down the list, Ahab, or I'm sorry, um, oh, I was going to, Rahab, left the R out, Rahab, and, and just the list goes on of, of these saints of old, but he then kind of enters chapter 12 and he says, it's almost like we're in the arena. And they're up there cheering us on, surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders. And now he's saying, you're now on the track. You're the one doing the running. you got to get rid of all of the things that so easily trip us up. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. The Olympics are coming soon, right? Well, what does he say? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's not the what, it's not the how. It's who, Jesus. Or Matthew chapter 14, I thought about this passage where Jesus is walking on the water and it's a storm and Simon Peter says, Lord, can I come out? And he says, yeah, go ahead, come on out. Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, coming towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. What mistake did Peter, Peter make? Took his eyes off Jesus. He started focusing on everything that was around him. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? It's not the what or the how, but the who. Jeremiah 29, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Wow, that's a great verse for the new year, isn't it? Just be still and know that He is God Keep our eyes on Him. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Yeah, that's in the Bible, all right? It's out of the message. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground. Absorb with the things right in front of you. Church, look up. And be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. I'm going to ask you, don't you hear Christy saying that in her New Year's Day, Day post? She's, Look up. It's, it's who. I hope isn't in the what. It's in the who. We will find life in 2018 by looking up. Three questions that I want to embed in our hard drives this coming year. As we talk about life, we, we're, we're, we're now going to use this language around King Street about the, the life map is really three basic questions. I've introduced them to you before, but we're really going to zero in on them a lot this coming year. First question, who are you worshiping? Who are you worshiping? This ought to be a question that we're asking ourselves every day. Wait a minute. Who am I worshiping? Where are my eyes? 
Am I worshiping others around me? Am I worshiping, you know, what, what I can gain? Am I worshiping myself? Who am I worshiping here? Or am I worshiping God? Am I fixing my eyes on Jesus? Second question, who is in my community? Who is my community? We know from Scripture we need each other, right? Who is your community? That's a question we need to continually ask ourselves this coming year. And the third question, who am I serving? Who am I serving? Church, this is a roadmap to finding life. Constantly asking, who am I worshiping? Who's my community? Who am I serving? I want to turn us to Proverbs as I close this message with you. Would you please turn back to Proverbs chapter 4? Proverbs chapter 4. I, I, I thought about this passage just kind of as a, as a kickstart to this year. This is so full of some really important stuff when we think about the path to life. The path to life. How do we find Life. Look at verse 10 of Proverbs chapter 4. Listen, my child, my son, my daughter, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I instruct you in the way of wisdom. I lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps won't be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on now, hold on to instruction and don't let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Don't set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it, don't travel on it, turn away from it and go on your way. Nothing happening here. For they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They don't know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them. Did you hear that? Life. And health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows out of your heart. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your feet from evil. Wow. Three things that I want us to see. First of all, hold on to God's word. Don't let it go. It is your life. Church, we've got to be in the Word of God, knowing the Word of God, digging into the Word of God, whether it's a verse a day, a chapter a day. We're trying to help you out here. Many of you are already taking part in our daily reading plan, but just so you get it, so you know how to tap into a great resource, go on to our website, kingstreetchurch.com. Homepage is there. Go down to the devotional link. 
Click on that. It'll take you to this page. Click on today's reading. It'll scroll you right down to the reading for the day. This year, we are reading through the New Testament. About a chapter a day. Not quite. We're reading through the New Testament together as a a church. Today's reading is Matthew chapter 6, right in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. So if you didn't read the last week, you can get caught right up today and read chapters 1 through 5. We're into chapter 6. And just to make this as easy as possible, scroll down to the bottom of this page and you can sign up to receive your daily reading. Add in your email address. It'll come right to your phone, right to your computer. Every day, we can have the Word of God in front of us, reminding us, church, let's journey together this year through the New Testament. We're going to be focusing on Sundays in the Gospel of John, but let's work through the New Testament this year as a church. Hold on to God's Word. It is our life. The second thing I want us to see out of Proverbs 4 is that never forget, there's always another path, and it leads to destruction. I got to tell you, I was really struck by this verse, these few verses. Don't set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Don't travel on it. Turn from it. Go your way. For they, who's the they? Evildoers, wicked people, (laughs) schemers. For they, check this out, cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep until they make someone stumble. That thought really triggered in me. The question, are there people staying up at night trying to find ways to cause every one of us to stumble? Well, it's hard to turn on the news without kind of seeing that reality, isn't it? But we live in a, we live in a world, church, where we have to be aware that there is an enemy out there. His name is Satan. And others, people, who are out to cause us to stumble. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. And thirdly, guard your heart. Everything flows from it. Church, as we enter into this coming year, let us pursue life. But to do that, we have to guard our hearts and understand that hope is an anchor for our soul. But you know where that hope is? It is anchored in Jesus Christ, who has gone before us. He is behind the veil in heaven, up there watching over us, praying over us, caring for us. Our hope is not in how or what. It is in who. And that who, church, is Jesus. Lord Jesus, we fix our eyes on you right now. We thank you that you are right here with us. Lord, we thank you for a new year. Lord, as Christy wrote, it is kind of this this, uh, intersection of where we've been in the past and nostalgia and looking back. But Lord, to know that we are entering into a new season, a new day, a new time in our lives. And Lord Jesus, my prayer for all of us is that in this coming year, we will experience in far deeper measures, life in your name. But Lord Jesus, we're also mindful of the fact that for Christy and Brian, that means some really tough days. It means cancer and struggle. And 
Lord Jesus, the fact is, for all of us, it's really in the hard times that cause us to turn our eyes to you in even greater measure. Lord, whatever we're going through, our hope is not in the what. Lord, we pray for good outcomes. We trust you for for good results. But at the end of the day, Jesus, no matter what happens, you are our hope. You are our life. We fix our eyes on you. We look up because that's where the action is around your throne and all that you are doing. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We set our eyes on you in 2018. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. Let's worship. We hope you enjoyed this morning's message. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to contact us using our online form on our website at kingstreetchurch.com or by calling us here at 717-264-4651 during our regular business hours. Be sure to stop by and see us in person at one of our five Sunday morning services, 8.15 a.m., 2 at 9.45 a.m., as well as 2 at 11 a.m. We look forward to seeing you there.